Hi, this is Elsa van den Hever, and you are listening to CVH Podcast. Yes. Good morning. It's Thursday, August 12th, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast. Thank you, Elsa. Thank you. How do I turn that down? Okay. Uh, yeah, good morning, like I said. Um, I just saw, well, I mean, I didn't just see it. It happened, I guess, two days ago. Uh, Governor Cuomo, New York, had to go. Finally had to go. You know, once these, once the ladies start uh, piling up, you know, if it's like one or two people saying, hey, he, <laughs> he pat my bottom when I went by, you know, that's <laughs> that's like one thing. But when you got to like 11, 12, you're, you're moving into Cosby numbers. <laughs> it's hard for anybody to, uh, to defend you any further. Oh, it's tough. It's tough when, when, uh, when somebody great goes down and he was great, you know, watching, you know, all through COVID, uh, he was having those daily, um, briefings. I mean, we weren't even in New York and we were watching him. Uh, you know, just, just seemed like a hard working guy. He seemed like the, the world was his, uh, was his oyster after nine, nine 11. I was going to say nine 11, uh, after COVID and, uh, man, what is it with these people in power? And just, I, I suppose we should never be surprised when somebody in power abuses that power, right? There's just no other way about it. They just think, you know, I can, oh, I can definitely grope this person in an elevator, I mean, look how powerful I am. It's, it's kind of unbelievable. Uh, you've got 11 different people saying very similar stories. You're going to have to go. There's <laughs> just no two ways about it. If it was one person, I'd say fight to your death. Uh, but if it's, <laughs> if it's 11, uh, it's, it's hardly, uh, hardly an isolated incident. Um, and, it's, and it's too bad. Uh, I like the guy. I met him one time. Uh, uh, I used to do this thing. I used to sing at this thing, um, in New York, not used to still do still would. Um, it's a, um, it's a Catholic fundraiser and it's often like a very, very political room, a very heavy room in fact. And, and there's often celebrities and news type people, but it's a very, very Catholic, slash Republican event. Now I am neither of those things, <laughs> but I, I, uh, do, um, I, I do operate under the auspices of the Richard Tucker foundation and, and Barry and, um, you know, has been supplying singers for this, for this benefit, uh, since, um, since when his, you know, his father was the one singing at the event. And so it's a longstanding tradition with the Tucker foundation that, uh, Tucker singers, uh, sing the national anthem before this, um, dinner, dinner slash, um, it's effectively a roast is what it is. You, you've, you might've seen it on TV every election year. Usually both candidates will, uh, get up and kind of roast each other and everybody's wearing white tie and tails. It's a very, um, old fashioned thing. And there's a huge audience. I mean, you know, it's the, it's the, the Plaza ballroom or the Hilton ballroom. I mean, it's, you know, it's often in, um, I guess we were in the Waldorf once. I mean, they, they, they really get out uh, you know, a, a huge space for the event. And, and I think they raise a lot of money for, um, Catholic charities. And there's somebody who's always being honored and there's always an MC and the MC is often a celebrity and, and, um, 
And so this one was uh, Jim Gaffigan, and which I was you know psyched about. Who doesn't like Jim Gaffigan? Hard not to like Jim Gaffigan. And so you know when you, I think I've talked about this before, but there's like several levels of security to get through. Now I'm the singer, and so I for some reason I'm allowed to the highest level of the room. And so the room, it's like this pre. Uh, holding space for the dais, the dais that's going to be sitting up on stage for this uh, dinner. And it's a, it's a holding room. It's just a pre-space where they try and organize everybody and everybody has a drink and loosens up and gets to meet and all this stuff. And it's a, it's a ridiculously heavy political room. And I have no business being in there, but other than I'm singing. And uh, I mean, I've met, I've met five governors you know, I've met uh, uh, de Blasio. Uh, I met Paul Ryan at this thing one time. Paul Ryan actually looked like a 15-year-old, and his wife looked 15, 15 or 20 years older than him, and he actually introduced her as his mother, which was not funny. Um, he was totally douchey, but also very charming at the same time, which I think most politicians are. They have, like, equal parts douche and charm. I think that's how you get that job. <laughs> And, um, and so I'm in this very heavy, heavy room, like Henry Kissinger's in this room. There's not, <laughs> there's not too many people from the Nixon administration still living. If, if even more than him, I don't know but, you know, you're like, wow, that's Henry Kissinger. He brokered the end of the Vietnam war. <laughs> he may have also started it, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a, it's a big room, uh, you know, it's uh, you, you just see a lot of people that you don't expect to see or a lot of ridiculous human beings you see on talking heads on television and things. But um, in this moment, it's a big room and I'm standing off to the side and I, I, have, I have no friendly face in this room. It's not, nobody's looking for me. It's all just like politicians and news people and, and, and B-level celebrities. And... Um, <clears throat> And uh, I- I'm standing off to the side like the help. <laughs> All I want to do is sing and get out of there, really. And um, and I see uh, Gaffigan, and and I and I go over to him because he is also a man without an island <laughs> in this room. He has no <laughs> nobody's coming over to say hi to him now. You know, this is a very successful guy, and I'm sure they're all aware of him. But uh, generally, you know. The <laughs> Uh, the, the room is so heavy with power. They don't have a lot of time for jokesters and singers. <laughs> Sorry, Jim, you're a jokester. I'm the singer. But anyway, I went over there cause I could just smell like artists just have a way of smelling each other out in the room. And of course I knew who he was and, and I'm not necessarily somebody who goes and bothers celebrities, but I could tell that he was out of water too. And, uh, he was the, uh, the MC. And so he's, he's got some, uh, papers in front of him he's going to tell some jokes <coughs> and uh, I just walk over I said hey I'm singing tonight and he and he immediately took comfort in that like oh okay good so <laughs> we're going to stand over here you know like <laughs> we don't know how to talk to those people and we're, we're chatting for a bit and he's a real sweet guy and and um, and and all of a sudden uh, there's Governor Cuomo blasting the room he's got three people in tow now the first thing that shocked me about Cuomo is that he's at least my height. I mean, he's six four. Has to be six four. And he strides into the room, and he's also trying to figure out where the most important place in the room to go is. But nobody's going near him. But he, the way he walks in, he's suddenly standing right next to uh, Gaffigan and me. 
um, you know, he makes no uh, Cuomo sort of looking around the room, uh, but we're standing there and he sees us. And so immediately, of course, his hand uh, comes out to, to say hello. And I said, oh, hello, governor. And he said, hello. And he says, hi to, hi to uh, Jim. He, I mean, he didn't know who either. I mean, obviously he didn't know who I was. He didn't seem to know who Jim Gaffigan was either. Uh, and then he proceeded to, uh, he just continued to stand there and we, just, <laughs> and we just sort of stood there. Uh, you know, I introduced myself. He said, lovely, great to meet you. He does the same thing with Gaffigan and, and then we're just standing there. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody has anything else to say. <laughs> what do I have to say to the governor of New York? You know, I don't, it's not a moment. It's not a moment to to, uh, uh, you know, bring up anything, bring up any issues. It wasn't that kind of, uh, it wasn't that kind of gig. Um, uh, you know, I pay taxes in New York, but I don't live there. Um, uh, and so we're just continuing to awkwardly stand there. Now there's not, there's few people that could stand more awkward than Jim Gaffigan. He's number one. I mean, if you've ever seen his comedy, uh, yeah, when, when it's, when it's starting to get funny, <laughs> he's getting quiet and we're both getting a little bit shifty eyed, uh, just sort of like wondering when, the, when the giant governor's going to move on and he's sort of scoping the room and eventually a, a, an aide grabbed his, uh, uh, elbow and, and dragged him out of there. But you're just like for, for one moment, I, he, I wonder if he was hoping we would have said something. I don't know what we were thinking. Certainly we, we weren't expecting him to address anything with us. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to necessarily identify myself as the singer. I don't know that, you know, unless you're, uh, you know, uh, active military, they're not that interested in the singer. <laughs> if I had been in uniform, you know, it would have been a photo and all that stuff, but, uh, uh, nothing like that. And, and certainly, uh, uh Gavigan wasn't going to start offering things. Uh, and so eventually the governor just moved on, but you know, he couldn't have been nicer for the, <laughs> for the two seconds we spoke. And the 19 seconds we stood in silence. <laughs> uh, the, the governor of New York, uh, Jim Gaffigan and myself, we just stood there awkwardly wondering, <laughs> wondering what anybody was supposed to do next. Uh, and eventually he moved on and, and Gaffigan and I just sort of stood there and he's sort of going through his jokes. He's looking at his jokes and, and we're, we're chatting a little bit and, and, um, you know, it's a, it's kind of a loud room, and it's getting louder. There's lots of news newscasters in there, and they all seem to talk real loud and want the attention of the room. And politicians, everybody's just, it's a very loud sort of atmosphere, and we're having more and more trouble hearing each other. But it's getting closer to moving on. We're about to have to go walk down the hallway, and and but you know, the place is is covered in Secret Service and U.S. Marshals and police. There's security like I have never witnessed. Everybody's eyeballing you. you, you it's, it's very intimidating. But I'm standing there with Gaffigan. He's got three pages of, of jokes, really. And he just keeps reading them, keeps going over them. And, and uh, I said to him, I said, do you, have to, uh, do you have to pass those by anybody? Like to say, uh, do you need to like pre-screen these? Does somebody have to say, yes, you can use this joke? Yes, you no, you can't use this joke. It's a Catholic charity. It's, it's a bunch of politicians. I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, it is a roast, but at some point there's a, <laughs> there's a line, especially in the Catholic church of which you probably shouldn't cross. And, um, uh, he misunderstood me when I said that. I said, do you need to, do you need to pass these by anybody? He misunderstood me. He, he took it as, do you want to rehearse? <laughs> 
Now, I didn't realize that that's how he took it until he started reading me the jokes. Now, I was I was so excited to hear the jokes before anyone else, uh, but I was also at the very same time horrified to think that I was going to be the arbiter of what's funny to Jim Gaffigan. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yes, I'll run my jokes by you. See how they go. You know, like, <laughs> that would be me, like me, you know, <laughs> singing in front of him, like, how's this? Is this any good? I mean, we're no better equipped for <laughs> for that sort of commentary. Um, uh, and <laughs> But he... He misunderstood me. He he under, he heard it as, "Hey, you want to try out your stuff, <laughs> you know, on me, a comedy genius, a comedy legend." Uh, <laughs> and so he starts rattling off the jokes, and so it, it dawns on me what's happening. He he thinks I I want to like pre-hear his jokes, and so I mean he's throwing them down. They're they're of course hysterical. I'm laughing, and of course you're laughing triply as hard because you're because it's him. And I've realized what I've done. <laughs> but I didn't correct myself. I was just like a question like, hey, is there some sort of like head of of Catholic charities that's like, hey, don't make this pedophile joke, you know, like that? <laughs> that's all I meant. I just I just wondered if a room that heavy needed some sort of um, pre pre screening of your of your uh, roast. And he took it as rehearsal. And so he proceeded to read. All of his jokes, three pages of jokes. Uh, as they lined us up, he's reading me jokes. As we're walking down the hallway, he's reading me jokes. And with every joke read, he's looking at my face to see how hard I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of pressure here. Like I, <laughs> It's not the time to be authentic and be like, yeah, that one's okay. No, it was only time for support, support, support. Because the guy's getting ready to go on stage. And I didn't, uh, <laughs> I just didn't want to have been... Uh, the reason he goes home and he goes, this motherfucker said something to me right before I went out, you know, so I'm just trying to laugh hard. You're <laughs> so I don't correct my, my faux pas. And I also don't stop him from doing what he's doing. Like I'm suddenly the, the comedy producer. And so he goes through all the jokes and, and they're all heavy handed political jokes and, and, and some softball Catholic jokes. Everybody's got to be careful in that room, you know? Uh, you know, the Cardinals in the room, you, you know, you don't want anybody calling in any favors and just disappearing a, a comedian and a singer. So you're just keeping it cool. Uh, and, and, and so, um, you know, we go up there and, and there's a fantastic video of, of, uh, the national anthem. Um, and I, I've seen, I have it somewhere. It's on YouTube or something, but, uh, you know, so, so the video is framed a certain way and you can see myself and Jim Gaffigan in the, in the, in the frame. And it's really only us. And then a few people in the background and, uh, you know, everybody please stand for the national anthem, you know, uh, bass baritone from Metropolitan Opera, Christian Van Horn. I walk up there and, uh, just start singing acapella. No big deal. I've done it a bunch of times. It's not, uh, it's not a difficult thing. And so there is a flag that is like, behind the room like like I'm I'm up on stage facing out and I can see the flag but nobody else in the room can see the flag and so everybody in the room suddenly realizes there's a flag and they all turn so <laughs> where in one second everybody's staring at me they're all now showing me their back but the camera is still on us and there's these huge monitors in the room showing the camera 
And so I can see the camera and I see myself and Jim Gaffigan in the picture. And all of these people have now turned their back on me to face the flag and they're holding their hands over their hearts. It's at this point that Gaffigan and I realize that we are not holding our hands over our hearts. And this is the best part of the video. And you can see it is where all of a sudden he and I both <laughs> decide mid mid national anthem that I should that we should both sneak our hands up over our hearts and if you just look at l just look at Gaffigan in this moment he completely steals the scene <laughs> in that his hand just sort of creeps up his chest like he's sort of like going to scratch his chest <laughs> just lands on his heart very proudly and patriotically and he's got this funny look on his face like <laughs> and so we're both uh we're both standing there and deciding halfway through that we better put our hands over our hearts for when everybody turns around turns back around uh you because you never know it especially in a thing like this everything can be perceived as something there's lots of media there you know you don't want to be the 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 reason you know like taking taking a knee or something like <laughs> and the comedian took a knee during the national anthem you know like that kind of that's not going to work out you want to be you want to you want to comply in this moment um and so that that's that's how that went anyways that was my um that's my my governor cuomo jim gaffigan story uh you know 25 awkward seconds with with governor cuomo and then and then um uh, the artist, the artist friendly in the room uh, that that we both seem to be very happy to have found each other, and not just because I'm a Jim Gaffigan fan. I mean, a lot of people are, uh, but just that there was somebody who wasn't like a political monster or or high ranking Catholic whatever. Uh, it was just another, just um, in a lot of ways, we're the help, and and we were very happy to have <laughs> found some comfort in each other. In this otherwise ridiculously heavy room, uh, that's it. I, when I met uh, when I met Governor Cuomo, that was my my uh, my Jim Gaffigan story. Is that enough? God damn, I'm just running my mouth. There's a lot going on. Today's Thursday, Sunday. I'm going to Chicago. Uh, we start Macbeth on Monday. They're already there. Uh, the The chorus is already working. I've seen some photos. The orchestra's working. Uh, I'm sure the production team's going to be there shortly, and and the, the singers are starting to make their way over there. And I uh, couldn't be more excited. I don't know what the protocols are going to be. I have a feeling Chicago's going to be tight. Um, you know, they had a rough they had a rough uh, uh, January and February in in Chicago, and so I know I know everything's going to be tough. I've already sent over my Vax card. Uh, seems like any company I'm going to work for this year is going to require that, um, which I have no problem having and showing and. Seems to be one of these things that's bending people out of shape. But you know, you know, if you want to check into a hotel, you in in France, you have to give somebody your passport. You know, if you want to fly a plane, you have to show somebody fly in a plane. You have to show somebody your passport. So I'm not, I'm, I, you know, this is this is not a whole lot different. Happy to show everybody that I've got my shots. I'd like to get more shots. Can we double up? I'd like, I'd rather, I'd, I'd appreciate doubling up. If somebody told me it was safe, I'd go get another one, just to make sure. You know. <laughs> People very upset about the vaccination. You're just not going to get into it. I love you for listening. This has been episode 87, I think. God damn, 87. Uh, Thursday, August 12th, CBH podcast, heard in over 40 countries. Uh, everybody have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you on Monday from Chicago. Okay, thanks. Bye. Don't need a lovely. 